Welcome. You are listening to Park Avenue Podcasts, and this is Rabbi Elliot Cosgrove. While it's always better to hear it live, this is a place to be to catch the music, sermons, and select programs of Park Avenue Synagogue. If you like what you are hearing or want to learn more about the community, please check out our website at www.pasyn.org. Enjoy our latest installment. lives on the edge of intensive creative energy. Best opening line of a bio I've ever read. She craves passion, joy, and limitless possibilities for personal and communal wellness. When the world says give up, the rhythm of her life says create change. Um, I'm going to let her tell you more about who she is and what she does. Uh, Needless to say, she is uh, been a part of some incredible movements um, within DC and beyond of um, uh, 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 or of organization, of activism, of justice, and of spirituality and community. And she is here to talk with us about all of those things right now. Amini, I am going to stop. It is all yours. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Woo, Ethan! I got invigorated. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's so great to see your faces on the screen. It's so great to be with you um, this way. This this time is going to really ask us to um, really deep dive into our heart center. And so I know that may be a stretch for some people, but I promise to make it engaging. I promise to make it fun. And I promise, to, of course, to make it sacred. Uh, there's no sacred space without first looking in. And so all of the practices that we'll move through together is going to have that invitation, look within. And it's going to have that invitation with the level of, you know, gentle nudging along the way. And so uh, you you did such a great job, Ethan. I don't need to add anything else to that. I am Omni. That's the most important thing. And you get a sense of me from being with me, but at the heart of who I am as a cultural organizer, which means that I use culture to transform any space that I'm in. Um, And the culture is my culture. I'm from Georgia. I live in D.C., um, but I'm from Georgia. And I am deeply rooted in how do we build community across intersections? And so today, we're going to be talking about sacred space. So I'm going to have a lot of different visuals. We're going to utilize chat. And so if you're able to see your chat or if you're able to pull up your chat, please feel free to do so because I'm going to be asking you some questions and offering you the opportunity to answer via chat. And then we're also going to utilize um, a lot of different techniques just to hear from you and so we can bounce things off of each other. And so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so we can get started. All right. So sacred space. Uh, When asked what is sacred space, which I am often asked time in and time and again, I say it's about claiming the fullness of yourself and claiming the fullness of life. And that fullness, of course, has creator, divine, central to everything. And so when we're talking about moving and crafting creative sacred space, prayer space for these high holidays, we're going to be moving through, again, a lot of different modalities that support you in tapping into what does that look like for you. There's so many traditions. Uh, that are being transformed during the time of now to support 
its members, similar to Park Avenue. And so we want to talk about that. And so also sacred space is like your fingerprint. It's unique to every spirit. And so I always give an invitation at the beginning that you have paper and pen, not to take notes for some brilliance that I'm going to say, but some brilliance that you'll feel within yourself just to take notes. If I spark something within you and like, huh, this would be great for my sacred space, I want you to take some notes. And then of course, water, I always offer that because it's just really supportive. So the why, let's get into it. I talked a little bit about the why before, but we're here to create sacred space, prayer space, anytime, anywhere for anyone. And so what's really important about this is that, again, we're focusing on the high holidays and we really wanna think about what do you need to feed your spirit during these high holidays? And we're gonna ask some deepening questions to support you in exploring that. And you'll see my nice little gif of us building together through our time. So the what, let's talk about that. So the what? I'm asking you through our time together to acknowledge. So as we create sacred space, I want you to acknowledge, give voice to the sacred within you. And so again, you're going to have some prompting, some coaxing to do that. And then I'm asking you to accept. Notice your strength in your environment. And so I'm talking about your inner environment and your outer environment. More about that soon. And then I want us to activate. So a big part of sacred space is how do we activate ourselves and how do we activate our space to nourish us. So I want you to allow yourself to name what you need to create your space. And as you can see, the candle is burning and we are ready to go. So the how. I want to have offer a framework for our time together. So again, how I approach being in community, creating community is different. And I want to honor what that's about. And I also want to share it with you. I don't expect for you to know. So I'm going to tell you the framework for tonight. We're also going to move through grounding and centering practice. So it's just being present. We all came here with some things. And I just want us to get centered in who and what we are so we can talk about creating space. We're going to move into intros to the space. So I want to hear from you. We're going to do something called Chatterfall. Have you heard of a Chatterfall before? Raise your hand, your thumb, your elbow. Have you heard of I see some heads shaking? No, no. Okay, it's coming up. You want to do a Chatterfall together to make sure that we, uh, you may know one another, but I want to hear from you through a Chatterfall. So more about that soon. Then we'll talk about the sacred. So that may look different for everyone. Um, how we describe the sacred, how, what is sacred to us? Um, again, what is the definition? Um, and how does that move and shape how we create sacred prayer space? And then the creative. The creative is divine. I love um, interplaying with the creative and the divine of the creative. So we're gonna talk about that element. And then we're gonna do a closing practice together. So if that's okay with you, you can put a thumbs up, an elbow up, I'm really interactive. Or you can sit there and smile. <laughs> I see them, they look wonderful, awesome. All right, so framework, I promise you a framework. So. I operate out of popular education framework. Anybody heard of that before? Raise your hand, your thumb, your elbow, anyone? <laughs> yes, I see some hands shaking. <laughs> I see some hands. Okay, great. And so that's my framework for how I offer information, how I stand in community, create communities, popular education. So the basis of this is that over a lifetime of work, Paulo Freire had the emancipatory education practice. And at the heart of that is his thinking that flipped mainstream on its edge that said that knowledge and expertise already exists within the people. 
And so that's so important, especially for a sacred practice, is that I am not here to give you any information. I'm just here as a guide to support and practices that I know support us in uncovering what's good for us in our sacred space, what works for us. And Paulo Freire uh, was just a great, great educator. And um, one of the things that I did was I was in a fellowship at Highlander Education Center. And so that's where he got to start. And so that's where I learned. All right. Bear with me, the computer wants to do some in interesting things. All right, so remember when I talked about engaging and making, checking in with you? So here's what it is. A big part of popular education is asking whoever I'm working with, what do you need to support you? So you know a little bit about why we're here and how we want to move together. So feel free to fill out and chat, how can this space support you? And visually in this slide, I'll explain a little bit as people fill out and chat, um, just write down anything. If you're like, you want to see how sacred space can support you in connecting deeper to, you know, your practice and deeper to the loss of not being present in your, your, your sacred prayer space now, just type any, anything in chat. So I know, and then we'll fill it around this tree. So in the middle of this picture is the tree of life. And so this is symbolic of, although we're not able to gather in space right here for me to offer the workshop I love in person, I, I wanna put your questions around the tree of life and I want to address them as best I can throughout our time together. So if you have any questions at all, feel free to put them in chat and I'm gonna give a little space for you to do that. And I'll add them around the tree of life, all right. So I'm gonna stop sharing for a moment so I can enter these in. Thank you, Ethan. I'll also read them out loud so we can all be on the same page. And so Ethan is saying, I'm worried about how to make prayer feel holy. What my chat is dropping off. Prayer feel holy when it is centered on a screen. Thank you, Ethan. Got that. Awesome. Deborah is saying, how to experience a meaningful holiday when being separated from community and family. Excellent, Deborah. Thank you for that. Yes, let's add that in. Darcy says, how to stay in the moment when there are so many, so many distractions. Yes, Darcy. I understand that as well. I'm going to take a, about another minute to allow people to go ahead and put it in, put in whatever they have going on. For some reason, it's not allowing me to put it around the tree of life. Mm -mm -mm. Rachel, how might I carve out a physical space for myself when my apartment is really small? That is something that comes up often. Thank you, Rachel, for naming that one. Yes, yes, yes. About another minute to hear from what folks need in the space. And see if my computer will work and allow me to copy the stuff. <laughs> it's acting really strange right now. Mara, I gained so much energy from the communal experience of the synagogue and hoping to find the energy solo as well. Thank you, Mara. Yes. Lauren, how will I set up a space for Yom Kippur in an apartment with the maintenance guys running leaf blowers outside, for example? Yes. One of the good things about, um, I guess it's New York, um, is that everyone around me is doing the same thing that will manifest not be that will manifestly not be true this year okay goodness 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 okay 
So we're gonna have to use our imagination because of course, Zoom wants to not allow me to put stuff in my slides right now. I had it all worked out beautifully in my mind, but that's a part of just flowing with it. But know that I have these questions and I will be addressing them as we move forward. So I'm gonna share my screen once again, and we're gonna go ahead and move into our uh, centering practice together. Right, so just get yourself comfortable as I pull up this screen. Tell me if you can see these clouds moving on your screen. Can you see them? Thumbs up. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Two thumbs up. <laughs> All right. So a part of centering ourselves when creating sacred space is setting an attention for our sacred space. And so what I mean here is simply what are we going to experience in our sacred space? And that leads everything else. So that is the light to our vision for our sacred space, as you can see with the fire burning here. So to open your sacred space, I want us to one, acknowledge. So just noticing our breath, getting ourselves present, releasing everything that came before this time, that's how we start out. And then we go into acceptance. So that's when we create the intention. So the intention is simple. It is my intention. And then you insert what you would like to experience in your sacred space. And so as I'm moving through these steps, feel free to use that paper and pen to jot down because I want you to start thinking and cultivating this as we work together. And then we're gonna activate. We're gonna complete that intention station, intention statement by adding the purpose for. And so it's to share what feeling you would like to experience. So one part is, it is my intention, what would you like to experience? And then for the purpose of like, what feeling are you going for? So here's an example. It is my intention to experience connection with spirit for the purpose of joy. That's mine. It is my intention to experience connection with spirit for the purpose of joy. So what experience are you creating and what is the purpose of it? And so, we started out asking about how can this practice support you? One of the main reasons we started with, out with that first is that our intention statement can support us in creating a space that can answer that question that you have, as well as some of the practices that I'll share with you. So take a few moments to jot that down if you would like and see what your intention statement is. And if you feel like your intention statement is simply wonderful and you want to share with the community, because one of our questions was, how do we create community across these screens? We're going to do some modeling tonight. Feel free to put it in chat. I love to hear from you. I love to read it and enter it into the space um, through my voice. All right. I see some heads down. Are people still working? Give everybody about another minute to see what is your intention for your sacred space. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So those who are ready, uh, give me a thumbs up. 
some thumbs up. Awesome. Okay, great. So we got our attention statements going. All right. So now we want to talk about our grounding practice. We want to talk about how do we uh, center ourselves in what is important to us and meaningful to us. That's another part about creating sacred space. So my offering here is, again, we're following the breath. You see my breath cue on the screen, making sure that we're staying centered in a center place. And you're going to go through these cues. But here's the thing. You're going to do it in partner. And so one person is going to read this to you, and you're going to just simply answer whatever comes out. And that person is going to record it for you. And then you're going to read it for your partner, and they're going to answer, and you're going to record it for them. How are we going to do this? We're going to do it in breakout rooms. And so our wonderful support, Lindsay, has set up breakout rooms, two people per breakout room. And so what you'll do is you have this, this cue, um, this question, and you're going to move through it together in partnership. So I'll read through it here now and let me know if you have any questions before you go into your breakout room. So you're going to have two people. You're going to be in pairs. So one person is going to ask the other. Here's the directions. Imagine that your sacred space has been created. Now complete the following paragraph from that space of completion and satisfaction. Here we go. Once I create my sacred space, I take a minute to appreciate my accomplishment. I make a list of the reasons that this sacred space is so amazing and how it fulfills all of my current needs. My list says that the following says the following. And so the, your partner is going to read that to you and you're just going to respond what your list says the following. And then I'm proud of myself for creating this sacred space and meeting my needs. So we're going to tap into that wisdom within. Any questions? Welcome back. <laughs> it's always so quick in those breakout rooms. <laughs> Did you even get to finish answering, asking and answering? I hope so. <laughs> kind of, sort of, I know. <laughs> oh, goodness, it's just a touch point. <laughs> So let me hear from you, either in chat or out loud. I know it was a, a brief moment, but how was that for you? Did anything surprise you? Did anything come up for you? You can use chat or you can speak out loud, however you would like moment to hear from you. What did you notice? Did anything come up for you? My group, is, my group noticed, Darcy, my group noticed, uh, we both all agreed that we want a smaller space, something a little bit more we could be reflective, maybe not so much distraction, mm. um, kind of, uh, um, just a bit, a bit more closed in, maybe not necessarily dark, but maybe letting light in, but kind of more closed in and more, not such a big, like maybe in your living room or maybe, you know, just a little bit more tight is the word. Yes, Darcy, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to show some examples of that too, just so we can have some visuals of what that could look like. Yes, yeah, Susan, I see your hand is up. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, um, my my uh, partner and I talked about um, how do we prepare ourselves, yeah. not just the room, but how do we prepare ourselves um, physically, mentally, as we come into the holiday. Our, you know, our, our mothers told us, you always get new clothes for the holiday. It's a very special time. What, what are we going to do that's going to mark that special occasion that's going to pull on our, our memories? Um, and also help us, you know, differentiate, you know, why is this day any different than another day that we've been in this room and maybe even participating in prayer at an, on another day. 
Um, and one of the things that I'm, I'm challenged with is um, I, have a, I have a wonderful husband who will be worshiping with me, which is wonderful, but I miss my community. I miss my friends. I miss the people who sit next to me or behind me or who I can run out to the ladies room and just, you know, grab a few minutes with. Um, how, how am I gonna get that feeling of my physical community around me when there's, they, they aren't here? Yeah. Um, and then one other thought was just that, you know, what's been so um, in, endearing to me these past several months is getting out in nature whenever I can and using the parks and, and if possible, even a drive out of, out of town, out of the city to just see nature yeah. And how can I bring some of that nature into my sacred space in my apartment where I can let my gaze look at something that is not man-made, but, but godly. So. Yes. Amazing. Thank you, Susan. So many beautiful touch points. We have room for one more person if they would like to share anything, any noticings. Hi. Um, Hi. This is Nelson. Um, Marsha and I, we're thinking we we could get some help from the synagogue yeah. in um, piping in the sounds that mm. we relate to the synagogue. Uh, you know, whether it's the organ sounds or uh, j just to set the the mood. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, maybe one is just to, you know, pipe in the live stream mm -hmm. of the service, mm -hmm. um, but but maybe there there can be, a, you know, a supplement um, of. I, I know there were always CDs outside of the mm -hmm. um, sanctuary with music. I I, know, I didn't take them, but I I wish I had. Um, but, but, um, so maybe we could, um, get something from the, the synagogue. Yes. Thank you so much, Nelson. Yeah. And I'm going to go to chat. I see, uh, Mara also shared that it's such a multi-sensory experience. We don't realize it until we dissect what makes a space sacred. Exactly. And so the wisdom in the room is so great because I heard the four levels of being like, what do you need mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically? We're going to also talk about how to bring that in and the sensory stuff, like the sounds and then the nature. How do we bring that in? So we're going to be talking about both of our practices support those things. So thank you for that wisdom and thank you for doing that experience. I'm going to share my screen once again and we're going to do our chatterfall so I can hear more and learn more about who we have with us in this space and in this room. So we've done our grounding, we've done our centering, we've done our reflection on if my space was created, what would it look like? Now I wanna hear from you about your favorite space to relax. Where's your favorite space to relax? So the, here are the Chatterfall instructions. Put your name, put your pronoun, she, her, he, him, they, whatever you, have and put your favorite space to relax but before you hit send in your 
in your uh, chat, I want you to hold it and I'm gonna count us to three and we're gonna do it all together. And it's gonna come down like a chatterfall. So you're gonna see all the responses come down and that's a chatterfall. So you can use that in the future if you would like, but it's a part of establishing connection. So go ahead and type in your chat, your response to your favorite place to relax. And then once everyone has typed that in, I'm gonna count us down to three and you're gonna hit enter. And so it'll all come in at the same time. And so I know when you're ready, go ahead and put a thumbs up. Reaction or finger, I see lots of thumbs up. Okay, all right, good to go, good. All right, so I'm gonna count us off for our chatterfall. One, two, three, go ahead and hit enter. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Let's see who we have in the room. Let's see where different people like to relax. I'm excited. I see Marsha. I see she. I don't have your favorite space to relax quite yet. Chris, he, him with my friends. Yes. Nomi, she heard the park. Darcy, she heard the beach. Uh, Susan, a beach. She, Deborah, she, my patio. Rachel, Favorite place to relax, the terrace in my building with the book. Yes, Susan, bathtub, amazing. Ethan Forrest, yes, he, him, great. Lindsay, she heard, my parents, back porch, and Angie, I love a porch. Sarah, my home. Mara, she heard, my cozy bed, a bed is lovely too. Lauren, um, he, him, favorite space to relax, bedroom. And Marsha, terrace with my plants. So hold on to that. So you have two great nuggets of wisdom that's gonna support us in shaping your favorite space. What brings you into a relaxed state? You know, what elements from that relaxed space, that patio, that porch, that forest, that bathtub, what elements are present that we can think about and repurpose for our sacred space? And then you also have your inquiry to yourself, your self-inquiry about how, if it was complete, what would be, what would fit my needs in my sacred space? So hold on to that. So we're gonna keep moving on. Thank you for going through the chatterfall so I can hear from you. So here we go, we get down to the meat of our time together. How to practice at home, how to create your sacred space. Let's get into it. So in this visual, you see that the heart is connected to the brain <laughs> and it has a spark in between. And so essentially your sacred space is gonna pull on the fullness of you. Like I began our time together, the fullness of every part and piece of you as much as you can. And so your heart and your brain are there. What I really want to emphasize here is your sensory cues. So we have those traditions, similar to some people say those sounds, those smells, that back porch, different places that cue us, this is sacred, this is communal, I feel belonging, I feel accepting, I feel like I'm one with my community, one with what matters to me. So we want to talk about how to plug into those sensory cues and really name what your space is calling for, for you to feel the fullness of who you are in the space that you have. Oh, oh, you want to go. So how to practice at home. So as you can see, there's a visual of all the different senses, all five senses. This is a chart. And so we go from sight, smell, sound, taste to touch. And so this is where you can pull out your notepad again. And so these are deepening questions to yourself. In your sacred space, what do I need to see? So an example of this is a picture of my grandmother because I miss her. In your sacred space, what do you need to smell? An example is, of this is the scent of honeysuckle that reminds me of childhood. 
in your sacred space, what do you need to hear? An example, drumming, soothes me, silence, center me. What are you listening to? The sounds of the synagogue. What sounds of the synagogue do you have access to that you can have in your sacred space playing? Taste, what do I need to taste? What do I need to feast on? Is it, for me, an example of that is peppermint tea to energize me. Touch, tapping into the sensory of touch. What do I need to feel? a soft blanket wrapped around me. I've been doing a lot of cocooning in my sacred space. And so the invitation here is for you to look at each of these categories and really allow yourself to answer it because it supports you in seeing how can you practice at home. So I'm gonna spotlight uh, my sacred space that has its own video camera <laughs> uh, for the sake of this time together. And so can everyone see my sacred space? Yeah, so now you're in, you're in here now, getting up close and personal. <laughs> so I'm going to talk you through some of the elements and how I came to be with that, just as a, a living, breathing example. And so in my apartment, I fall into uh, someone who mentioned how to create a sacred space in a small, cramped apartment. Yes, I understand. And so this is on a table by my window. It's between the two windows. Now, placement, that's something that you should be really thinking deeply about. The window for me is sacred because I need a lot of light during this time. And so having it by the window really supports me emotionally. You also see some tulips. If you see the little dots up at the top, those are some fresh live tulips. That supports me also emotionally because uh, I need something growing and living in my space. You will also see a brown candle there. You also see some shakers that come from my grandpa. I've been really missing him lately. So, so those are some shakers that I got from him that are in my sacred space. You see that fabric, the swirls of the yellow and the blue. I changed the fabric often in this little sacred space in my apartment. So it was, uh, it was orange and red earlier this week. Now that fabric is there. There's also a journal and some pictures. And right behind the candle is a framed picture of all those who have passed on in, in my family. And so I've been really missing them and I've been really wanting to see them and connect with them. And so I have them in my sacred space. And so I created my sacred space from this practice of what do I need to see? What do I need to smell? What, do I, what sounds do I need? Taste, touch? I allow that to support me in transforming my space with this sacred space. And so a pointer for those who want to do transform a tight space, it can be a movable kit. So it can be something that you put up for a particular amount of time and then you take down knowing that you need to use that space for something else. So this space right here is actually my table where I dine at. You know, so I put it up and then I take it down. And so I'll have a little box next to the table where I can pick the items up, put it up there for my sacred space and then pull it back down. So I'm going to go ahead and cancel that spotlight. Feel free to use chat if you have any questions, but we're going to continue to breathe into practices and how to build out this sacred space. So this is a little bit more about why we talk about the five senses when we're activating sacred space. It's all about an insight into yourself and into our world and how this insight is informed about how we meet our needs, one of the major things, that's why we started with needs, with that self-inquiry, and how we choose to create community. Again, a lot of questions, a lot of questions around how do I 
create sacred community during this time, using your five senses and using those things that bring in a, a body memory of something is really supportive. And so I heard I want to be in the synagogue. Are there some scents? Are there some sounds that you can bring into your space that can bring into that body memory of creating that sacred space at home? And then also our capacity to be present to our spiritual beliefs amongst other things. So what sparks uh, the feeling of being in the synagogue for you? Uh, just tapping into those five senses of what can you bring forward that works for you there. So another part of this is cues to yourself. And so similarly how I just gave you the whole chart, there's something called connection cards. So if it's challenging for you to come up with um, what sensory things can even support you in your sacred space, doing connection cards, so doing some type of visual. So if it's not words for you, it's a visual. And so for just for the instance of us being together, I did gifts, but they're exact gifts, but you can use visual prompts to support you in figuring out what, how can my senses be activated? Feel free to drop any questions in chat if anything that I'm saying isn't resonating or you're not understanding what I mean. And so these are the visual cues that I have for us <laughs> through the gifts. But at the end of your five senses investigation, you're looking into how am I, what am I connected to? And so that's my question to right now. If someone wanted to reach in and ask you, what do you feel connected to right now? What would it be? Feel free to put it in chat and or write it personally for yourself. But I am connected to what? What do you feel a sense of connection to right now? Feel free to write that or put it in chat. What are you feeling connected to right now? That's going to be the basis for our next exploration, which is the four levels of being. What do you need at your core? All right. Can I share something from our tradition about the senses? Yes, of course. Sorry, that was, that was supposed to be just for you. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> no, no interruption at all. Please make a connection. Well, there's, so there's a tradition on Yom Kippur when we have to deny ourselves food and we can't wear comfortable things and et cetera. Um, we, uh, that smell was the only sense that wasn't a part of, um, of uh, I actually can't remember, the sin of the golden calf. Mm. Um, that, uh, that taste, sight, um, touch, all these other things were. And since smell was not, um, it, it's why you're allowed on Yom Kippur to smell sweet smelling things. And in some communities, there's a custom that do, and the, as the fast gets really overwhelming, people will hand out things to like smell to revive your spirit or something. Mm -hmm. And so to, to make smell, a, smell is already this deep part of Yom Kippur um, in a way that we don't always talk about, but I wanted to mention here. Thank you, Ethan. And also, um, 
Thank you. Thank you for those who are reaching out to me privately as well. And so what I want to also uplift here is that um, all of the tools may resonate with you at different levels and uh, it may be a growing edge and there may be elements of it that are um, not particularly for you. You pick and choose what feels like it resonates with you creating your sacred space. And so deeply, that's a part of the process as well, trusting that inner wisdom that, okay, the five senses practice doesn't quite resonate with me. Um, I don't feel like I can create a sacred space from that particular practice. Maybe there's another practice that will resonate with me. That's a part of that inner wisdom journey that we set out on at the beginning, tapping into that. So continue to express and share with me what's coming up for you so we can continue to address that directly. And so a big part of connection is, again, addressing those four levels of being. So that's where we're going to go now with our next practice. So a big part of the four levels of being is entering into the threshold. And when I say threshold, it's your sacred space within, so you can create your sacred space without. And so as I come to know, and as I've come to learn from Ethan and Stephen, traditionally there's seats in the synagogue where people go and they've gone for years and it's been passed on to them and that is a very sacred practice. And that during this high, during this, during this season, during these holidays, that is really important and that that's a, a part of the practice of coming into that sacred space. And so a lot of creating your sacred spaces, like what are the symbols that really help you feel connected to your sacred journey? And so how do we enter into the threshold? And so to do that, the practice that I'm offering here is the four levels of being. So I'm offering that just like there are parts of your life, different parts of your life, your work, your career, your finances, your family, there are different parts of your beingness, who you are at your core. And when these levels are in harmony, your needs are able to be established and you're able to move in wellness. That's all a part of sacred space. And so the four levels of being practice that I'm offering here to you is supporting you and nurturing and growing what you need mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Those are the four levels of being. So here, here's another chart. That's an opportunity to go within and really question. Here's where you can also pull out your pen and paper again and or just check in with yourself and see what resonates. On the mental level, what do I need to support me mentally during this time? So again, this time is much different than it was before. And what is it right now that can support you on the mental level and cultivating your space, your sacred space? and wellness. So some examples of this is thinking about what pictures do you need in your space? What colors do you need in your space? Are there any sacred numbers that you need in your space? Any sacred symbols that you need in your space? On the emotional level, again, the questioning here is what do I need to support me emotionally? Examples of this could be uh, what items may I need in my sacred space like candles or music like someone said before or journaling to journal what's coming up for me during this sacred time. The physical level, what do I need to support me physically? So in your sacred space, is it filled with 
a lot of different pillows. So when you bring in a view of your, your sacred time or uh, bringing in service, you're able to rest comfortably in that space. What can you do to recreate that feeling of being in the synagogue again, sitting in that sacred time from year in and year out? And so it's their fabric. As you saw in my sacred space, I use different fabrics to bring in a different meaning for myself. And what are you going for physically? Do you need to feel warm? What, what's, what are you going for on your spiritual level? What do you need spiritually? Do you need sacred text? Do you need your sacred, do you need inspirational messages? Do you need flowers? And so speaking to what resonates for you on each of these levels of being, knowing that as we go through this time of change and going through this time of doing things differently, what can we pull in on these four levels of being that will support us in creating sacred space? Any questions around that? Right. And if there are, please feel free to chat. So here we go, some visuals. So we've been talking through a number of things together, but let's visually look at spaces and how you can use different parts and elements in your space to actually create your sacred prayer space and create a space that is welcoming and inviting for you during this sacred time. So you'll see some fabrics. Again, I talked about this before. Are there any fabrics or any textures that you can bring into the space? Where could you put them? There, there are some that are put in closets. There's some that are put on a small table uh, like mine is. There's some that are put, you know, on shelves. So just thinking about how can you get creative about the space? You'll also see a magnet board. Now, some people can create their sacred space through, you know, especially those small tight spaces through um, having a, some kind of symbol on the wall that, uh, that invites you that I'm entering into the threshold of what is sacred to me. And there's different pictures about what is meaningful to you. And so I've seen it done, you know, in refrigeration spaces where you have to, you know, go into the kitchen and, always on the refrigerator, there's a symbol of what is sacred and representing sacred time. I've seen it done on couches. So again, when small spaces, when you're, you use certain pillows and you use certain throws to designate that this is the space where I go to relax. This is the space where this is my sacred ritual time. I've seen it done in window seals, as you can see in the other picture where there's a plant in the window seal and there's a simple stone. So again, using your space in a way that really nurtures you, where there's visual cues that support you in your levels of being, as well as support you in recreating the space as best as you can. I've also seen, like I mentioned, shelving before. So this picture here is all about how do you set up your shelvings? If you have shelves at your home space and you have more wall space and you actually have space in your actual dwelling space, you can use your wall space in creative ways to make sure that you designate sacred space for you and your family during this time. What are you putting up? What pictures are you putting up? Are you putting up those ancestors who that, that used to be their space that you sat in? Are you putting in people that you miss? For those of us who witnessed and said that they want and they need their community, are there pictures of your community that you can put on this shelf space that you can come in and see and feel a part of? Are there certain plants, are there certain smells that can be on this wall space as well? 
And you'll also see here is it's a, it's a box with sacred pictures and mementos. So these are pictures of ancestors. And so if during this time you're experiencing, again, a need to be in community, a need to feel connected, um, a need to bring in that from the past as you prepare to move forward, there's always a memento box, a sacred space memento box that you can pull out and that can support you. And again, having pictures of relatives or pictures of community members, but it's a sacred space memento box that you can have. Again, for those with tight spaces, so that I'll fit a tight space need as well as I need community. And then again, when we're talking about shelving, so there's also a use of banners sometimes to, to designate sacred space in the home. And so during the high holiday, um, you can do a banner of pictures of people. Um, you can do a banner of what pictures invoke that spirit of leaving behind the past, reflecting and moving, thinking about how you want to move forward into the new year. Okay, so I'm going to pause because we're almost at our time and it's been a lot of different information and a lot of different things that may resonate and some things that you still may be grappling with and thinking about how to make your space sacred. So I want to make room if there's questions about anything that I've shared and or if there's still questions about creating your sacred space. Can I share a, just sort of like a takeaway for myself? Yes, of course, Mara, please. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about how it's not, it's not possible to recreate the synagogue in the space that I'm in and sort of being okay with the fact that whatever sacred space I create for myself this year, it's gonna be very different and it's gonna work. And, you know, sort of like being okay with that is where I'm heading, you know? And it might be outside, which is not synagogue-ish, but that's okay too, you know? Yes, thank you so much. I'm hearing that and what I heard you say about being flexible and being okay and accepting where you're at and creating it where you need might be outside. Thank you so much. You can also share thoughts if you would like during this time. And I also want to give you a brief look at um, our guidebook that we also have to support you. So any other thoughts, any other concerns, any other reflections, notices? I think in, in in the fact that we don't have our community and friends, and, and, and I know Susan sits in front of me, so I know exactly where she is most times. Um, there is that whole being of like, you might not be in prayer and in that kind of reflective mode the whole time. And there are moments when you're just like sitting, I sit on the aisle, so when I'm, everybody walks by me, so it's like a high, 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 and I'm gonna actually miss all that kind of not only the community itself, but like that camaraderie, that little like, you know, hey, you know, or just because there's a whole section of us that sit in the downstairs that are kind of all been together for many, many years. I'm, I'm going to miss that. And especially because I'm not even in New York. So I won't even be able to see friends walking by the street to, hey, how are you? We're all together in a kind of like a sacred space in New York. I'm unfortunately, in, well, fortunately, unfortunately, I'm in Florida. So there's no sacred space for me at all here. It's just like I'm in a, another planet. So um, I feel like that's lacking for me when I wrote to you that little note. I said, I'm just disconnected to everything that's homebound, even though, because I'm here, so my sacred space is going to be altogether amok, where marriage has said it could be outside. Now I'm thinking if I'm in Florida still, I have a beautiful terrace, maybe I would just set up a sacred space on the terrace where we'd have 
the earth and the, and, the, and the nature and all that that people have been mentioning and have my beach somewhat in the far distance. So that might actually work. So somebody came up with that idea of being outside, Mara. And so thank you. That might be something I might in, in, involve myself in for my sacred space. So thank you. Thank you, Darcy. And thank you for sharing where you're at. I heard a lot in that. Thank you so much. Something that um, I just came off of a call actually about designing sacred spaces with Park Avenue Synagogue teens um, and so wanted to share some of the things that they elevated um, and they were actually talking about the physical actually dress in which they would sort of um, interact with in their space like I something that resonates for me is the idea of wearing stockings and I only really wear stockings when I go to synagogue um, so for the high holidays so actually like the idea of what I need to physically show up in, um, whether those are physical reminders, but it's the textures and things like that um, on my person in addition to me interacting with my space, which is something the teens commented on the uncomfortable shoes was their comment, um, specifically their many of their parents put them in. Mm, thank you so much. So much wisdom there about what you put yourself in as your sacred space. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. Just to, just to join on what Rachel said in the in the in this Zoom year of just like everybody looks good from the waist up and then from the waist <laughs> down and using like shorts like you know pajama bottoms. This year I think I actually will put on like a full outfit and not just sit with like shirt up and maybe that's part of my sacred ritual. But so Rachel, thank you because I probably would have not gone from the waist down this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so much wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. There's room for one more thought before we close out. Um, I, I I don't want to take the one more thought. If Susan, did you want to say something? Oh, I one of the things that I'm aware of is um, the rabbis talk about machshavot zarot, which are which means foreign thoughts, um, and so and that they're holy, right? That while we're praying, we get a little bit like holy bored, and that's okay. And your mind kind of drifts, and you look at something and you think, and the sanctuary is set up so that as your mind drifts you see the names of the people who've been members of the community in past. You see the um, religious artwork on the walls. You see the back of Susan Smirnoff's head, right? Holy as it is, or whoever you sit around and stand next to, um, you're, you're able to kind of let your mind wander, but keep in a certain area of thought. And, and one of the things I would be nervous about is if I'm in my living room, when I'm when I'm when my mind wanders, is it going to wander to I really have to clean? Is it mm -hmm. going to wander to like oh I forgot to put the dishes away or what right or or whatever is going on in that space? And mm -hmm. so I, I think one thing I might try to do is actually put maybe things that I'm not going to necessarily use, but if I look at them, I'll think like oh you know I, I might put my talus bag out or I might put mm -hmm. a certain books out or or mm -hmm. something that might just so that I can zone out, but kind of still stay in the mood. Not that I ever zone out in the middle of services. I'm always paying total attention to every word the rabbi says and every prayer from the cantor. But for other people who might zone out, which is okay, that's what I might look at. Thank you, Ethan. Yeah. And so exactly all of these thoughts and all of this wisdom around what are those needs again at the beginning and how can your sacred space meet those needs and what may come up as a distraction? How can your sacred space meet those needs? So much wisdom. So Lindsay is going to share our guidebook and the thank you email. So you're going to get that from Lindsay. 
Um, and then I want to make sure that we close out the space. Um, similarly, we opened it intentionally. So I would like for you to share um, one name of one person or um, ancestor that inspires a feeling of connection. So it can be one person here present, some from the past. Uh, who inspires a feeling of connection for you? If you'll put their name in chat so we can uplift that during this sacred time. Um, and I'll say them, as you say, Sarah put Rita. Thank you, Sarah. You can also hold it in your spirit if you don't wanna put them in chat, no worries. Lauren says, Janet, thank you. Rachel says, Gerald Je Jeffes. Uh, Susan says, Grandma Debbie, Tess. Christopher says, Charles, Lacera, my grandpa, yes. Darcy says, my kids, thank you, Darcy. Deborah says, my beloved father, Soul Gruber, thank you. We honor all of them and we honor you. Are there any more before we close out? Thank you, Ethan, Adam. We lift up Adam. Darcy and my dad, yes. Lifting up your father as well. Uh, Grandpa Izzy. Thank you. Thank you for lifting your voice up in the space and sharing it. Thank you. Know me. I see Malcolm lifting them up. So it's my hope that the sacred space that you create, just like these cherished people that you're lifting up into the space right now bring you that sense of connection during this time, especially when things are much different than they were before. So may you carry them with you. May we honor them in this space by saying their names. And uh, thank you so much for having me here with you today. Uh, yeah, it's just been a joy. So much love. Amini, thank you so much for being with us. Um, really, thank you. Um, Thank you for sharing. I want to thank everyone for coming. Uh, this is um, this is maybe a little outside of the Park Avenue comfort zone for some people, <laughs> and I want to thank you all for for staying with us. Um, and I do want to say to what I think Nelson had said, and some people were chatting directly with me. If there are things the synagogue can do um, physically, we 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 I think sent emails out about prayer books and um, talises, and those are things you can pick up but if there's I can't Darcy bring you your chair in Florida but other than that if there's things that the synagogue can do to help um, this high holiday season please don't hesitate to reach out to me um, or to Mara uh, or to Lindsay or to Rachel Sherman um, any of the staff here um, or to reach out to me if there's anything that I can do so thank you all so much Amini thank you very much for sharing with us um, we are so lucky to have you with us and want to wish everyone a wonderful evening and, uh, and a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Park Avenue Podcasts, a place to be to catch the music, sermons, and select programs of Park Avenue Synagogue. If you like what you are hearing or want to learn more about the community, please check out our website at www.pasyn.org. See you in shul.